Hello, 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 and some more hello. This is Kitty Man, and I'm going to be your host. Welcome to the B Podcast. And today we'll just be unpacking the whole idea of Wakanda Forever in 2020. So, I'm obsessed with the idea of Wakanda. I think the Black Panther movie portrayed black utopia with incredible detail. I even enjoyed the challenges of T'Challa had about keeping Wakanda and its gifts, values, minerals, technology secret from the world. How crazy was it to see how they allowed the world to view them as one of the poorest countries in the world so that the world would not know and see the value it hid behind it. It made me wonder if Africa and the traditional third world countries would have hidden their minerals and wealth how they would look today. As we speak right now, the majority of minerals that literally keep the world functional and technology functional are found in Africa. We are supposed to be running the world, seeing that we hold the keys to its basic needs. Imagine the technology we could have created when we eventually discover the different minerals under our soil. Maybe our streets would be made out of gold and our knives made of diamonds. Maybe we wouldn't need the prosperity pastors and forex traders to sell us dreams of wealth. We would be wealth. Wealth would be us. But yeah, colonialism and its remnants. I'm actually not a supporter of the ideology that suggests that everything African is the way to go. To be homogenous is to never improve. That's what I believe. I think we all develop when we invite diversity into our spaces and share our experiences with each other. Otherwise, I think God would have made all of us to look the same, have the same gender, have the same sexes. Man, how boring would that world be? I think there's something valuable in diversity. But the way that the world has been doing diversity has been wrong and that's probably why everyone wants to close their borders and be individualistic. But as South Africans, we need to work against that. The truth is, there is no race that is superior to another. But our racial past has made it that we need to emphasize the value of the black man because right now we're on minus. We're just trying to get to zero and then maybe eventually we'll get to 100 and we can be respected again. You see, when they came and plundered Africa, it was a reminder of what happens when someone sees your value but exploits it to their own benefit. You see, we need a diversity where each person's experience is allowed to be honored in its uniqueness, be valued in its contributions, 
and treated as an expert of their own knowledge. I think one of the ways that Africa has been made to look bad is how communal we are. We are collectivist. We are about each other. We realize the value that I become when someone else sees me as important. As an individual, if I'm the only one who thinks that I'm important, I'm not as valuable as if someone else can depend on me in their good times and their bad times. To even put it bluntly, the individualistic way that the world functions, I don't think that's even Christian. Africa should have always led the way in making people see the value of each other. The value of seeing the old and the young, the different, the weak, the strong, the rich and the poor, and how we are going to help each other become the best versions of ourselves. It always took a village. We lived in those villages and we were doing just fine. Imagine that village mentality when it's grown in the technological world, in the world of wealth and fame and power, how that could have changed the way the world looks like today. But you see, power and money are dangerous bedmates and it can drive us to commit heinous crimes against humanity to protect that power and money. Even as power changed hands from colonialists to Africans, we see how powerful the temptation to use that power to give you access to crazy money and to keep it all for yourself. Look at our own politicians, incredible heroes of the struggle. And once they got into power, the lure of money overcame many of them. They also realized that if you keep the majority poor and powerless, you can build your wealth for very long. And that your wealth allows you to tempt others to not become whistleblowers, but instead become enablers of corruption. That's why I feel we are a generation that has to challenge that idea and possibly the lie that if we put money and power in the hands of the black man, life will transform for all. I don't think transformation and change in society can happen if we haven't dealt with our hearts, desires, values, morals, ethics, and principles. You see, we will continue to deal with fraud, corruption, and blatant exploitation of the poor to benefit the rich if we don't address the value systems we have. We should question each other, challenging the motives behind the moves we make. A simple question like, how is what you are doing benefiting and changing the lives of black people would be a good one to have amongst each other. We must challenge the answers that we get to this question. You see, if I want to see tangible improvements and changes in the lives of people around me, I have to be ready to channel my gifts, my talents, my skills, my degrees, my work, my projects and my faith towards them. True change doesn't easily happen by accident. It often requires intentionality, patience, collaboration with others who have skill sets that help the change to occur and checking our motives constantly. You will see that the temptation of money and power will follow you as you get better at whatever it is that you do. But I believe in my heart that one of the ways to ensure that you are not consumed by money and power is to be surrounded by people who remind and challenge you of the Wakanda dream.
For every social ladder you climb, academic stepping stone you reach, your circle should really be allowed to ask you, how is what you are doing benefiting and changing the lives of black people? For every new title some of us achieve, that question must be asked of us. Every new million you make or your company makes, that question must be asked of you. Every new artwork that sells, every poem that trends, every new invention you create, that question should linger before, during, and after these activities. Our country will not change without us doing the work. So until Wakanda becomes real in our lives, may it start in our Makandas. So let's love God, love people, and losers unite. And that's the end. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and share with as many people as possible. Let's get these thoughts out to the people. Until next time. Thank you.